Coming up on Locked On Now NBA, the Bulls got blown out at home playing for the seventh time in 10 days. And big winning and losing streaks are still going strong after Monday night in the NBA. This is Locked On Now. The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are Locked On Now. What's up, everybody? You are listening to Locked On Now NBA, local experts with the biggest stories on the hardwood. I'm your host, Daniela Bruce, and thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Our Locked On NBA hosts are here to help break down everything from a busy Monday night. Let's start with our biggest game in Chicago. The biggest game. The Chicago Bulls entered Monday night with the best record in the Eastern Conference, but definitely didn't look the part against Indiana. But as Locked On Bulls explains, a busy schedule as of late could have contributed to Chicago coming out flat. That's what you call a schedule loss. What's up, y'all? Matt Peck here from Locked On Bulls with your post-game takeaway. The Bulls fall at home tonight to the Indiana Pacers, and I'm not giving you the final score because they're still winding down the clock in this one, but it was over as they entered the fourth quarter. The Bulls trailed after three, 89 to 61. Yes, that's right, 89 to 61. Look, this was the Bulls' seventh game in 10 days. They had just gotten back from a grueling five-game West Coast road trip and then went through a tough physical battle with the New York Knicks last night. They prevail in that one, but clearly come out tonight with just no legs and had to deal with a big Pacers team that were coming off of getting some harsh words doled out to them by their head coach, Rick Carlisle, after a recent poor effort and an early benching of some of the Pacers key players. So the Pacers rested and coming out angry. The Bulls exhausted on the second night of a back-to-back, seventh game in 10 days. And a bit of a trap game in the sense that the Bulls went through a gauntlet stretch Their last 12 games, all against playoff teams from last season, all against teams at or above 500. The Pacers coming in, that's a trap game. That's a schedule loss. Billy Donovan can scrap this game tape and look ahead to Houston on Wednesday. Good spot for the Bulls to get a bounce-back win against the one-win Rockets. So for a full breakdown of this bad, ugly game against the Pacers, if you want, Check out Locked On Bulls episode fresh for you tomorrow with me and my guy, Big Dave. Locked On Bulls, your team every day. The Pacers used a team effort to make beating one of the hottest teams in the league look easy. Indiana led by more than 20 at the half and never looked back. Locked On Pacers has more on just how well Indiana played in a 30-point victory. Who is that team? We have not seen that version of the Indiana Pacers for some time this season as they come into Chicago and beat the doors off of the Eastern Conference leading Chicago Bulls. 109-77 in Chicago. One of, if not the Pacers' best win of the season, rivaling their win in Utah over the Jazz. The starters for the Pacers 
were absolutely excellent in this game. All of them shot the ball very well. They all scored in double figures. DeMontis Sabonis leading the way with the vintage Sabonis performance, 21 points and 11 rebounds. Miles Turner also contributing a double-double. And it really showed one of the Pacers' strengths that they have, which is balance. When they can really share the ball, move at the right pace, uh, play freely in a way that they weren't last week, they can really be a good team. And they were doing that in this game. They were finding good shots for every single player who got minutes in this game. They were playing great defense, a zone defense that really threw off the Bulls and their high scores, and it, and it led to a, a very solid and much-needed Pacers win. They're on a two-game winning streak again. They got LeBron and the Lakers, assuming he plays next on Wednesday, and we'll break it all down and more on the Locked On Pacers podcast. The Brooklyn Nets won on the road on Monday to improve to 13-5 and on the season, but one of the most star-studded rosters in the league did it without much help from their stars last night. Our Locked On Nets host wonders if that's something we should get used to in Brooklyn. Doug Norrie locked on Nets here coming at you after a 117-112 victory by the Nets over the Cleveland Cavaliers in a game where the Nets made a lot of adjustments, did a lot of things differently than they've done for pretty much the entire season. Blake Griffin benched midway through this game. Cam Thomas with a little coming out party. Uh, Spurs, a nice little run in the third quarter, ends with 11 points in his 15 minutes. One of the keys to the victory for the Nets, but we saw the Steve Nash and company making, you know, adjustments here for a team that probably is in uh, sore need of them at this point in the season. Lamarcus Aldridge plays 34 minutes, drops to 21 and 11. James Johnson for 29 minutes off the bench as well. We see the Nets, you know, making changes here at a time where they probably need to around the superstars and Kevin Durant and James Harden. This could be a sign of things to come with how the Nets are approaching things this season. Maybe not going to be reliant on the things that have gotten here or gotten them to this point in the past. Could be a, you know, the start of things looking a little different for this team. All in all, a little probably too close for comfort, but a nice victory. We'll be covering everything over on the Locked On Nets podcast. The Cavaliers couldn't come away with a win at home against one of the best teams in the NBA, but Cleveland did see some bright spots, as told by our Locked On Cavs host. Hey everyone, Evan Damerell here, co-host of Locked On Cavs. Locked On now takeaway after the Cleveland Cavaliers 117-112 loss at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse to the Brooklyn Nets. This is a really tough stretch for the Cavaliers, but they're finally starting to get healthy with Jared Allen and Larry Murphy returning to the lineup as the Cavaliers broke 100 points for the first time since losing column section two for the season with a meniscus injury. But my biggest takeaway from this game is the fact that Darius Garland could very well be joining Jared Allen as a representative for the Cavaliers in Cleveland during All-Star this February. Hear about this and more on tomorrow's Locked On Cavs for the Locked On Podcast Network. And now let's get into our best performance from Monday night. The best performance. Hold up, hold up, hold up. The Phoenix Suns lost three of their first four games, but have now won 13 straight after beating Greg Popovich's Spurs on Monday night. Locked on Suns breaks down another wire-to-wire win for the reigning Western Conference champs. Everything is clicking for these Phoenix Suns. 115-111, the 13th straight win for this Phoenix team. Brendan Clean here from Locked on Suns. Coming to you after another big win. DeAndre Ayton setting the tone early. Double-double for him, 21-14. and 14. Spurs making the Suns sweat it out a little bit at the end. Some bad turnovers, some miscommunications, some energy on the part of San Antonio, but really never in doubt the Suns led in this one 
by double digits throughout and Spurs never cut it really even to one possession. So back to Cleveland, a very bizarre road trip here, scattering the entire country this week during Thanksgiving for the Suns as they look to keep this streak alive to keep up with this streak, with this team. Listen to Locked on Suns wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, the Houston Rockets and New Orleans Pelicans continued their miserable starts to the season while the Atlanta Hawks hit a surge back to 500. This is Locked On Now NBA. It's Thanksgiving and we all know what that means. Football. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and, of course, betting. Bet Online has you covered all holiday season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code Locked On. That will help you receive your bonus. Again, that's promo code Locked On. And it's not just football. Bet Online has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. Welcome back to Locked On Now NBA. I'm Daniela Bruce, and let's take a look at the rest of the action from around the league on Monday. Let's go around the league. The Atlanta Hawks have caught fire over the last couple of weeks and have been tearing through teams as of late. Last night was the Oklahoma City Thunder that was the victim of Atlanta's win streak and Locked On Hawks tells you more after another convincing win. Hello, friends. My name is Brad Roland, and the Atlanta Hawks are now 9-9 nine and nine on the season. And given where they were just a few days ago at 4-9, and nine, that is a nice place to be. The Hawks cruised past Oklahoma City Thunder on this Monday evening for their fifth consecutive win, all by double digits. They're now 8-1 and one at State Farm Arena this season, and it was good to see the Hawks play at a high level for most of this contest. In the first half, it was dominant offense carrying the day for the Hawks. They were transcendent before halftime. Their season high, 66 points before the break. But in the second half, it was more of the defense, especially in the third quarter, holding the Thunder to 11 points in the third quarter alone. So sort of a uh, equally sided performance from the Hawks in this game, given all of the parts together. And the Hawks did play well across the board. You know, it wasn't like their A-plus effort necessarily in this contest, but the Thunder were undermanned in this spot. And generally, this is a taking care of business kind of win for the Hawks, beating a team that they, that they need to beat at home and doing it in rather convincing fashion. So we'll have much more on this game and everything else that's going on in Hawksland on the Locked on Hawks podcast. The Houston Rockets continue to hit a new low with every loss on this losing streak. Houston fell to 1-16 with a loss to Boston. Lockdown Rockets tries to pick up the pieces from another blowout. 15 losses in a row for the Houston Rockets. What's up? Jackson Gatlin here from the Lockdown Rockets podcast. And man, Boston Celtics topping the Houston Rockets 108-90, to storming out to a 20-3 start. In the third quarter, the Rockets trailed by just five at halftime and then suddenly find themselves in a 20-point hole. The offense wasn't clicking. The defense completely bogged down by the lack of offense. Basically, the wheels just completely coming off the train in the third quarter. One bright spot for the Houston Rockets, Alperin Shingun, who continues his impressive stretch of play as a Rockets rookie finished with eight points on three of six shooting seven assists, six rebounds, two steals. And look, one of these dimes, a wraparound behind the back pass past three Celtics defenders to a wide open 
three-pointer for Josh Christopher. At least there's one thing to be excited for, and it's the future if you're a Houston Rockets fan. So we'll break it all down for you over at Locked on Rockets. As our Locked on Rockets host mentioned, the Boston Celtics came out of halftime and dominated with a big run to really blow the game open. Locked on Celtics tells you how that happened and how Boston was able to hold off Houston down the stretch. Hey, John Corrales here at the TD Garden, fresh off a Boston Celtics 108-90 blowout win over the Houston Rockets. A slow start for the Celtics, who seemed to feel like they could just put it together for 12 minutes whenever they needed to and get this win. Uh, it was a tight game in the first. They got a little separation in the second. Then in the third quarter, after realizing in the first half that they couldn't just shoot their way to a win, they got really aggressive and blew the doors off the Houston Rockets in the uh, third quarter there. Pushed it up to about a 26-point game, 29-point game. Houston challenged at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Emil Doka doing, uh, did what I asked him to do in the podcast, which is start fourth quarters with your best players on the floor. He had Tatum, quickly brought in Brown, and ultimately the Celtics were able to push back and get this win, an easy win. No fourth quarter blow, uh, blown lead. No fourth quarter, like, late in the fourth, embarrassing need to put your starters back in. We had garbage time towards the end, and this is exactly what the Celtics needed to do. So, nice win for the Celtics, and now they take on the Brooklyn Nets. 3-0 in the homestand, 8-3 in their last 11 games. A little bit of life from the Celtics here, getting back to where they should be in the standings. I'll be talking about it on the Lockdown Celtics podcast, so make sure you're subscribed and watch the show on YouTube. The New Orleans Pelicans have excuses for their tough start to the season with Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson still out of the lineup. But our Locked On Pelicans host says he saw things in the loss to Minnesota last night that were inexcusable. Pelicans get smoked at home by the Minnesota Timberwolves, 110-96. I'm Jake Madison of Locked On Pelicans and Locked On NBA. I don't have much for you as the Pels fall to 3-16 on the year. Yeah, injuries have played a part. Brandon Ingram has missed games. He's clearly still banged up right now. No Zion Williamson whatsoever. And you combine that with the fact that they're starting guys like Garrett Temple and Tomas Sadoransky. And yeah, you're going to lose. But that doesn't excuse the complete lack of effort, and that's what you saw in this game. Matador defense, staying around doing nothing offensively, it's unacceptable, and these guys need to play harder. And if this is the way the team looks right now, I have to ask the question, how much actually gets solved when Zion Williamson comes back? I'll be covering that and more, so make your first listen this week, Locked on Pelicans. The Memphis Grizzlies bounced back in a big way against one of the best teams in the league in the Utah Jazz. As our Locked On Grizzlies host tells us, this is a game that's a great example of the potential that Memphis has. It truly has been a tale of two teams this season so far for the Memphis Grizzlies. And while it certainly has been the best of uh, the worst of times, it also has been some of the best of times. And tonight may be the very best. A 119-118 huge Bounce back victory for the Grizzlies over the Utah Jazz. Sean Coleman here with you from Locked On Grizzlies. Ja Morant absolutely outstanding once again. But with De'Anthony Melton and, De and, and Dylan Brooks out, the Grizzlies defense played good enough. They played good enough, got enough stops to allow for their offense to step up and step up they did. Desmond Bain, a career high, 28 points. Jaron Jackson Jr., the game-winning shot, stepping up to be the difference maker that so many 
want him to be on a consistent basis. He did it on one of the biggest stages in the NBA in recent years, beating one of the best teams in the league in the Utah Jazz. A very good performance. Again, the Grizzlies overall struggled from three. They also allowed the Jazz to hit their threes, but the Grizzlies found enough baskets at the end to be able to get a big victory. If you want an idea of what the potential of this Grizzlies team is, this is the exact type of game that you want to reference. A huge boost for this Grizzlies team coming off a very bad loss against Minnesota that should propel them for the rest of the month of November. We'll have this and much more celebrating a big victory for this Grizzlies team on the post-game edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. Have a great night. I know I will. A tough one to swallow for Utah. Locked On Jazz tells us how a game that they seemingly had under control went into the books as a loss. The Utah Jazz fall at home to the pesky Memphis Grizzlies who get a little playoff revenge in a tough loss for a Western Conference contender. David Locke of Locked On Jazz. The Utah Jazz fell in a game they had under control tonight because of two costly turnovers late. They led it 103-96, had the ball in a fast break, turned it over. Memphis went back the other way, and by the time John Morant came back in the game, who the Jazz had a hard time slowing down tonight, scored 32 points on 30 shots. But while he was on the floor, the Jazz defense did not have a major impact of the game. And then late in the game, the Jazz had the ball up three. Donovan Mitchell turns it over. Morant takes it the other way. For two free throws, he makes the first. The second, an inadvertent whistle on a goaltending leads to a jump ball in which the Memphis gets the ball back. And then John Morant drives, kicking out to Jaron Jackson for a three. Great plays by the Grizzlies late. A game the Jazz should have won. They had in control. They had it if they needed it. Their offense was fabulous, but their defense never got enough stops to get it done. And Desmond Bain has the game of his life against Donovan Mitchell on both ends of the floor. That is, for more of it, go to Locked On Jazz and the Locked On. The Milwaukee Bucks and Orlando Magic are teams that are on two different levels, and it showed on Monday night. Milwaukee had no trouble blowing by Orlando and at points led by shocking margins. Locked On Bucks has more. What's up, everyone? Kane Pittman here from Locked On Bucks. And Milwaukee win again. Uh, and this game was not close. Milwaukee led by over 50 points at one time. Uh, They were leading by 41 points at halftime, which is a franchise record as well. And I mentioned this on the podcast in recent days, uh, these games against teams like Oklahoma City and the Orlando Magic, are just kids against men. That's what it feels like playing out there on the court. And the Bucs completely dominated this game from start to finish. And so they should. But still, four straight wins. This is a team that needed to start to bank some wins. We know why they've struggled to start the season. Uh, injury concerns are right up and down the roster, but they're starting to get a few of those guys back. They're actually 5-0 and now uh, with Drew, Chris, and Giannis in the same lineup. Um, so that's a positive. They're 10-8, and eight, two games over 500 as they start to make a bit of a move in the standings, and perhaps more than anything. Giannis only had to play 23 minutes tonight. He still had 12 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists, a steal, and 2 blocks. But 23 minutes is important because he's been one of the guys that has played almost every single night, had to play out of position, carry a big load on both ends of the floor. So it was nice to see him sitting down late in the third quarter and not needing to come back. But overall... No concerns from tonight's game. It didn't appear that there was any added injuries here. So for the Bucs, they keep rolling. They've got the Pistons next. We're going to break down this game against Orlando, uh, what the Bucs can take from that, and what they can look forward to moving forward with this game against Detroit. So you can join us wherever you get your podcasts or now on YouTube. If you haven't checked it out, uh, make sure you go to the YouTube page and uh, hit subscribe. 
And that's a wrap for us today. Thank you so much for making Locked On Now your first listen every day. For more on the association and your favorite teams, make your second listens Locked On NBA and your team's local Locked On podcast. I'm Daniela Bruce, and this has been Locked On Now.